Is rent control a serious threat to, to landlords in England and Wales? Well, we, we've seen that, uh, that they're bringing in rent controls almost by the back door in Scotland, where they have a, a very left-wing socialist government, and they're bringing in measures in Wales as well. Uh, the biggest market is, of course, England, you know, London, the north of England. Uh, if, if you're not from this country, you'll know that, you know, the, the United Kingdom is made up of several nations which have got some of their own authorities. The Scottish have got their own, Scotland's got their own government. The Welsh have got their own assembly. So they can make a lot of laws themselves. And, uh, uh, but the biggest part of the economy of the UK is, is, is England, uh, London, uh, the, the northern cities like Manchester, Birmingham, and, and, you know, all over. So rent controls have not come in here. They've not been in this, this country since the, the sort of a 50s, 60s, 70s era uh, where they had rent controls. And it, it frankly was a bit of a disaster, really, because it meant renting became very expensive. It was very scarce. I remember, uh, just briefly tell you a quick story, when I, when I first tried to rent uh, a flat, there were, there were agencies in London and you had to sort of go there and register and then you had to uh, keep phoning them up every day because there was no there was nothing around. And if you there was like a queue of people there. It, it was like it was crazy. It was like a queue of people trying to get properties and you'd ring them up. Anything? No, we haven't got anything. I'll, I'll let you know. And you basically had to hassle and badger them to even get an appointment to view. I remember going on a viewing in, in somewhere called Highgate once and uh, we, we all went there. And, I, and myself and my partner we were on a bus and we just turned up at this viewing and there was about 10 people there and they all looked around. And, and I think the, the landlord said something like, this place is gone already. Um, but there's another place over in some other town. It was like a bus ride away. I, I can't remember where it was now, but it, it wasn't walking distance. So some people jumped into their car and we tried to get a bus there. And of course, by the time we got there, that was gone. But this this was what was going on. And... Uh, there were terrible places to, to be to be rented. And this is during the time of rent controls where the, the market got around it by not giving people a proper uh, rental lease. They, they gave you a kind of a license uh, where they could, you know, they could remove you if you were causing any problems and, and so on. So uh, it, it did cause, and, and the people who had the old leases had what's called a, a fixed rent control rent, which stayed the same forever. I mean, it was bonkers, it was, it was crazy. There were properties in in the West End of London, right in central London, where, you know, this was a multi-million pound property where you had some old person, up, old man or old lady in a, in a flat. They'd been there 30 years and they were paying like pennies in rent. You know, it was like less than a pound a week in rent. And if these properties were sold at auction and you could uh, persuade the person to leave by giving them so, a lot of money to leave, that property would immediately gain value. And there are still properties coming up in auctions now where it says, um, and it looks really cheap. You think that's a, that's a really cheap house. And then you see a subject to a rent control tenant, tenancy, blah, blah, blah. So obviously the landlord has tried to offer them money to move. They don't want to move because they're, they're on this low rent. And they, they, they sell it on because maybe someone else will be able to. Or you just have to wait for the person to, to die. So that's what rent control does. And... It, it's it's a bit scary now because they, they, they have brought in certain emergency measures during the last couple of years uh, and, and they're talking about either capping rents, they're, they're, they're talking about uh, these sort of measures. Of course, we've got the Renters Reform Act and that is causing many landlords right now to move out of the, the normal buy-to-let sector 
and move their property into uh, holiday lets or serviced accommodation where you, you don't have the same regulation. You don't have even the same tax treatment on, on your mortgage. If you've got a holiday let, you can claim tax relief on your mortgage, which buy to let landlords cannot claim. Uh, this is what George Osborne did to us. Um, and it, it really changed the whole market. So I, I won't go on about that. But, you know, all that will happen if they bring in rent controls, landlords will be driven away. They'll either just give up and remove their stock and their inventory from the market. Uh, some will switch into serviced accommodation, but that's, that will eventually become sort of saturated. Uh, and then they might bring in more regulation for that market. Uh, and, and some landlords will just say, I said enough of this. Um, you know, a lot of landlords have just got one or two properties uh, that they're, they're, they're putting their money into that property to for retirement purposes to, to, to instead of putting their money in pensions, they bought a property and they hope that that mortgage will be paid off and then they can live off the rental income from that property or they can sell it and move off to Spain or the South Coast or whatever. But a lot of those landlords will, will just drop out. They'll think, well, I just can't be bothered. And I know a lot of them already have done. Uh, because, you know, the bigger landlords will stay in the market, obviously, and the big corporates will stay in the market. There are a lot of corporates now building properties to specifically, specifically to rent, co-living properties, you know, luxury little rooms and studios with, with nice co-living spaces where people can meet for coffee and do their work on their Apple Macs and all that sort of stuff. So that that's that's the, the, the new kind of market. Uh, but, you know, some like obviously some landlords will stay around in the market It's still you can still get quite a good return on your money. Uh, but with rising interest rates, it's going to be a pretty close run thing. You know, some landlords might find themselves, uh, you know, their profits vastly reduced. Their bills are going up um, and th maybe they can't put their rents up and, and interest rates are going up uh, in, in the US. Now, uh, mortgage rates have hit a 14 year high and and. The, the, the rise in interest rates in the US, the aggressive rise in interest rates has caused the pound to slide against the dollar to a 37 year low. That means that everything we buy out there, all our oil and imports are costing us more money because it's paid for in dollars. The dollar is the strongest currency in the world at the moment, uh, you know, in the international fields. Um, so how will these higher interest rates affect property prices, um, you know, the wider economy and the stock market. Well, higher interest rates will increase the cost of borrowing, obviously, uh, but it but it increases the boss, the cost of borrowing all over, and it means that less money is floating around in the economy. It's designed to, to slow down the economy. In fact, the World Bank has has warned that uh, you know the, the aggressive interest rate rises by central banks around the world could cause a uh, a world recession next year in 2023. But that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to slow the economy down. I mean, th this is what, what happens. That things run in cycles. So we have good years where low interest rates are there. We all got to borrow more money. People are remortgaging their properties to, to build things and build extensions and things they don't really need. But it's just nice to have. They're, they're also buying cars and boats and all sorts of things, holiday homes and that sort of thing. So that, that's when the good times are here. The party's here. But maybe the party is coming to an end. Uh, and I think it is coming to an end because you can't just keep borrowing money forever. It's almost like money has been created out of thin air since the 2008 crash. And, and I think something has to give in the end. It, it's still going on at the moment. Stock markets are wavering. They're, they're quite high at the moment. But September is always a bad month for the stock markets. The stock market had its worst fall since 2020 this week in, in the US. 
I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, um, and and the and the governments are trying to slow down inflation. Inflation, you know, kills things because it's it's like a vicious cycle. Uh, prices go up, and then people want more money. They want more salary. So the unions say we want higher salaries. It's happening now in the UK. Train drivers, post office workers, uh, and, and and various government workers want more money to live. They say we can't live on this. You know, inflation has gone up. Food inflation, ten percent. You know, I was buying parts for the car recently. Thirty-five percent rise in in parts for cars. This is since Brexit, actually. So you know, and and we're seeing corporate insolvencies have jumped in the UK, England, and Wales. And you know, economic conditions are, are starting to hurt businesses. You know. The, the, these fuel prices are really hurting some businesses. And one of the largest companies, uh, FedEx, saw its profits go down. They've had a profits warning, so we're not going to make as much money. And, you know, its share prices plunge because they're, they're, they're thinking that FedEx is a, it's like a bellwether share. You know, FedEx is doing well and people are, are doing stuff and sending stuff around the world. Then you know that things are good. Uh, but when f- companies like FedEx go down, you know something is is perhaps not not right. So as I said, we've had the good times, we've had the party, um, but the cycle never lasts. You know, eventually the governments have to rein things in, and and then uh, they they take measures to slow the economy down. It hurts people, means they have less money in their pockets. They're not as confident to go out and borrow. So you know, pro- company profits go down, and we have we have a recession. Asset prices, well, asset prices have been going up with with this inflation and and printing of money. Property prices are still rising, but they are slowing down. But but eventually they, they have to start slowing down. I, I think they will. It's not going to be like a stock market crash, which I think we, we are going to have. But it, it, it could slow things down and become more difficult for, for landlords to make money with, with higher mortgage rates, which we are, we are seeing in the UK. And even if you've got a fixed rate now, eventually that fixed rate will come to an end and then you'll need to, to change your mortgage and you'll find you're going to be in for a bit of a shock. I tell you, your payments could double and you can't just go in and double your rents that, that easily. Uh, one suggestion by uh, one commentator was that if you think rent controls are going to, are going to come in, which I'm not sure they will in England, um, it, it might cause landlords to put up their rents now. I mean, th- this is a good point actually because a lot of, uh, landlords, including myself, tend to sort of let things go. You, you renew a tenancy, so you don't put the rent up because you don't want the tenant to leave and then you have to get another one and pay another agent fee. So you just let things drift for a few years. So your market rent might be well behind the market. Your your rent might be your current rent might be well behind the market rent. If you haven't increased your rents for say two, three, four, five years, then maybe now's the time to review it in case they cap the the, the rent at what you're what they're paying now. Um, now, I don't think this is a, is, a, is, a, is a real threat right now, but it could come in. So just keep an eye out for that. Join things like the, the National Landlords Association, NRLA they're called now, because they have a lot of information out there on, for landlords and, and there's a lot of free stuff you can get. It's not, it doesn't cost a lot of money, just over £100 a year, but you can get conferences, you get free, you get free information, you get free uh, resources and downloads like tenancy agreements and that sort of thing. And you also get... A training which you have to pay for but it's it's really good stuff and, and definitely if you're a landlord you have to join that that organization but look I, th- I think the party could be over um you know now is the time really to to manage your money and get control of your finances now's not the time to be out blowing money and uh, just buying you know cars on big leases and, and expensive leases if, if you have to you have to obviously but 
uh, and sometimes it can be cheaper to lease a car than buy. But now's the time to be a bit more careful, I think, with your money. Yes, people still have money at, at the upper end of the market. People are out there still spending. There's, you know, there's still people going to expensive gyms and, and going on expensive holidays. But if you're in that position where, you know, you, you perhaps are not in, that, in, in such a, a wealthy place, then now's the time to start really managing your money. I mean, let me ask you a question. You know, do you have any savings? You know, as Ray Dalio said, savings is security. Savings is long-term financial security. Um, do you have any savings? I mean, for how long do you, do you think you could last? How long could you pay your bills for if your job stopped tomorrow? If, if you were laid off, made redundant, how many months could you keep going? Ask yourself these questions. Uh, do you know how to invest your money? Do you know where to invest your money? Do you know how to build long-term security and financial freedom? And if not, I mean, are you just fed up struggling? Have you just had enough of struggling, not having enough money, uh, always borrowing when you don't want to borrow, borrowing to buy things like a, a, a new fridge? You know, are, are you just fed up with it and you just want to get something done and you've had enough? Well, if, that, if you're in that position, then I think I can help you transform your finances and help you to become financially free over time. It's not a get rich quick, it's not immediately, but I think I can help you. Now, a few slots have opened up in the coming week, next week, not this week, uh, but th there's a few slots for my, what I call a free Wealth Accelerator Discovery Call, where we get on a Zoom call together, we look at your finances now for about 30 minutes, and we decide whether I can help you or not, what direction you should be going into, and at the very least, it will get give you a chance to review your situation, which, which you must do from time to time. So do check that out. It's a free offer. And don't forget to like and subscribe uh, my, my, um, my, my podcast and my, my broadcast because it helps to get it out there to, to the wider public and, and gives, gives a lot of free content out there. So thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. Do check out that free Wealth Accelerator Discovery Call. Bye for now.